Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. We're back. And I'll tell you what, if there's a lot of news out there, and there is, uh, the automotive news is just absolutely, uh, I, we've, got, we've got so much to talk about that uh, if I start talking about it, we won't have any calls. And that's what we don't want. We want you to call the show. So uh, you heard the recorder announcement. You know what we do. We're, we're here to help you uh, avoid being taken advantage of by a car dealer. And that's easier said than done because this has been going on for about 100 years. Uh, yeah, 100, 100. <laughs> the retail automobile network that we deal with today is not a whole lot different than the one that was set up uh, about a century ago. And uh, it's kind of, it's based on the old horse trading. I mean, before cars, uh, when you bought a horse, apparently, I was, I'm not that old, but uh, apparently when you bought a horse back in those days, it was a haggle. You know, you'd, you'd uh, say, uh, you start out real low and and the buyer would start out real high, and then you try to meet somewhere in the middle. And I guess it was kind of fun. It was uh, the custom, and everybody accepted it. And then the world changed, except car dealers don't change. So here we are in an industry, a retail industry, uh, that plays uh, plays the game like they were buying and selling horses. Uh, it's worse because I'm not sure that the horse hagglers we're as dishonest as we find a lot of car dealers are. Uh, but that's, uh, we, you regulars, I know I'm boring you to death because we talk about this all the time. The main thing is to protect us from ourselves, or mainly me from myself, uh, call the show. That way I won't stand up here and pontificate. I can feel my pontification growing, so I'm going to try to limit my words here and tell you how to get hold of us on this show. And uh, telephone is preferable, the old-fashioned telephone. That number is 877-960-9960. And I know you probably uh, don't have a question right now, or maybe you do. By the way, if you do have a question right now because you called 877-960-9960, Nancy Stewart, my co-host, sitting to a man immediate left here in our studio in North Palm Beach, Florida. She has a laptop open computer and she looks at it and Jeremy in the control room gives a name, number, and the caller. So we prioritize that. We, we stop what we're doing. I mean, we, 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 we chit chat a lot. We get into a lot of uh, subjects. Uh, we got text and we got uh, news articles, but a telephone call, we try to jump right on the call. Why? Well, first of all, 
Phone calls are more interesting, they're more personal. Secondly, we've only got five lines coming into the studio, and we don't want people waiting and then hanging up, and uh, we want to hear what you have to say. And by that, I mean the good, the bad, and the ugly. We're, this is a, the thrill of, of uh, live radio, is to be able to just shoot from the hip, say what you want to say, and uh, you won't be censored. And you won't be attacked. I, you know, there's, there's some talk shows out there where the host attacks people. We don't attack people here. We, uh, we, we encourage difference of opinion. And just because you don't agree with, agree with me or Rick or Stu or Nancy uh, doesn't mean you're wrong. We, we could be wrong. And so we respect your opinion. And if you have something to say, just tell it like it is. Love to hear from you. 877 960-9960. Now, if you're like me, uh, I get a lot of phone calls. Uh, some would say too many. I, I don't think so. I, I have a, I have good control uh, with my phone, and I, I try to take as many as I can. I return calls, so I'm a call recipient and a caller. But texts are really, really nice. So we provide that for you because. You got five minutes. You're not going to wait for five minutes. Uh, you have something you want to say, get it off your chest, text it. And our text number is 772-497-6530. Now that goes uh, to the uh, computer, uh, smartphone of my son, Stu Stewart, who's sitting right across the table from me here in the studio. And he accumulates those, and as we get through the show, uh, he'll read text, and uh, we will get to most of the text, most every week. And finally, we have uh, our YouTube channel, and that is uh, arguably our probably most prolific, uh, and I hate to say the word because all our callers have great ideas and thoughts, but uh, the, the YouTubers are really something special. And that YouTube channel is just youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. YouTube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. And Rick will accumulate that information too. By the way, Rick is our certified diagnostic master technician. And we tend to gravitate toward the sales and purchase and financing and all that. But we, we tend to forget that servicing your car is something you do far more often. And if you add up all the costs for maintenance and repairs, uh, it exceeds probably what you spend on cars. Because you only buy a car once every five, six, seven years. We have a lot of uh, regular callers that have had their cars 10, 15, 20 years. So, but you have to bring your car in at least twice a year to get it maintained. And you add that up, ka-ching, ka-ching, a lot of money. Car dealers will take advantage of you big time in that service drive, just like they'll take advantage of you in the showroom. So if you have a squeak, rattle, or roll, call Rick or YouTube him at youtube.com forward slash roll on cars. Post it, and Rick will address that issue. He'll address phone issues, too, and he address text issues, too. So uh, as I say, we have uh, a lot of information. I could just read the notes I made this morning when I got up before I came into the show and filled two hours, but I wouldn't do that to you, I swear. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to pass the microphone over to Nancy Stewart, my co-host, my wife, and uh, she will uh, give you some information, especially for you ladies out there, to encourage you 
to call the show. If you haven't called the show before and you're female, uh, a really delightful surprise. It sounds too good to be true, but it is true. I promise. Nancy? Good morning, everyone. And to your uh, comment about uh, all your information, we came in in a U-Haul between Earl and I. We have so much information. We definitely wouldn't have time to share it with you. Um, Are you ready for a fantastic show? Well, here we go. Sittle back and buckle up. 877-960-9960. Ladies, take advantage of that number. You can win yourself $50 this morning. First two new lady callers, $50 for you. 877-960-9960. And our text number is 772-497-6530. And uh, you can take advantage also, if you're a little bashful, to uh, take advantage of your anonymous feedback dot com. Uh, with that said, we are going to go straight to the phones, where we have uh, a few people waiting, and that's inspiring. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. How are you doing today? Welcome. Fine. Thank you. Welcome. Thank. Thank you so much for your show. Appreciate it. I'll jump right in if I can. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, went online. I found a car I liked at Greco Chevrolet in Delray Beach, and nice car. Everything was great. Uh, we agreed upon a price, and I no trade. I paid cash. I wired the money in per the instructions, all set to go. And when I get the car a few days later, and I go home, I, the, the numbers didn't make sense on the order, the vehicle buyer's order. So I went back in and talked to their finance manager, and he gave me a copy. Hey, of the excuse me, Bob. Uh, do you have your yes. uh, radio on? I do not. Oh, okay. I'm hearing feedback. Okay. Oh, you, can con- you can continue. I do not. Anyway, so the bottom line is that on the internal report, the price on the on the uh, what I paid was 35500 for a nice used car, and the report showed 36780 In other words, $1,280 oh. more. So I went and talked to this nice finance man, and he gave me a copy of a report marked for internal use only. He probably shouldn't have given me this because it had on there. I was charged $500 for outside financing, and I talked to this nice man. He knew I'd wired the money in, and I said, why am I paying for a $500 financing charge? And he said, well, we have to make some money, and that helps profits in the bottom line, and you really got a good deal on the car. And I said, but that isn't fair. That's not how it works. <laughs> and, yeah, that's not how it works. And he said, well, no, that's, that's really how it is. Take this home and look at it. So I took it home. And I, and I really, the more I looked, the more I thought this isn't fair. So I sent him a nice email two weeks ago. I get no response. So last week I sent off a, a nice short letter with copies of these attachments to uh, Mike Greco, Jr., CEO of Greco Group in Delray Beach, uh, certified mail. I get nothing back from any of these guys explaining really? it more than what he told me. And I just, it's a clear-cut case of being overcharged for something you didn't get. No, I I, we, we're, we had such high hope hopes for the Grecos because they've been doing better. That is a um, that's almost worse than anything that I've heard. Is there any way you could send us a picture of that internal use only um, buyer's order that you got? Because the only thing I we sure ever can. see on the show when we mystery shop, we get these worksheets, um, but we always know that other feet can drop when you get in the finance office, and that's what sounds like it happened to you. I mean, it's a, that's a complete sneak in. That's a they just slid that in. Well, yeah, they make it up happened. as they go along, Bob. Will you send that to yeah, the, I mean, our, the show's text number? Okay. 
I will. What's your text number there, sir, again, please? It's 877. It's 772-497-6530. We'd appreciate that. Yeah, I've never seen one of those. So, so besides, I mean, so it's such a straightforward deal. I mean, their exhibits are my my yeah. case, basically, you know. And all I'm asking for is a fair shake and not, I wouldn't go for an oil change and get charged for a brake job and pay for it either, you know. Unfortunately, um, like, it's for $500. It's it's a situation of good luck finding finding a lawyer, you know, to to help you for for just $500. Um, yeah. and, you, and you wrote uh, certified mail to the Grecos themselves. Yeah, Mike Greco Jr. to his attention personally. Um, well, you, you got any, any ideas? Did you have Mike Greco's uh, cell phone right number? Right now, I, my, I've had a massive meltdown of my iPhone, so uh, I'm doing a technical uh, uh, okay. thing with. Well, yeah. I, I'll, I'll bring it. Speed. Yes, yeah, Earl walked over. He he ran away from the table with his phone a, sec, a, a minute ago. Um, he um, he bought a car from from a used car from Greco, um, negotiated a price, paid it. When he saw the paperwork at the time, everything was uh, hunky-dory. He went home, looked at it. Something didn't make sense and realized they had increased the price by $500. So he got in touch with the finance manager, called him. He says, hey, that's just a uh, a charge that we put in there for outside finance. Hey, you got a great deal. Don't worry about it. And uh, then he thought about some more, tried to contact him. No one's getting back. And he even wrote directly certified mail to Mike Greco Jr. himself. Yeah, they and admitted that I they paid, have to I make some cash. money. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I paid cash. I wired the money in. Yeah, yeah. What I would what I would suggest uh, is uh, if you have an attorney that you deal with normally, a family attorney or somebody like that, that would do you a favor uh, on an attorney letterhead. Uh, uh, I would uh, suggest that uh, an attorney write the letter briefly and saying that that. Uh, they violated the uh, Unfair and Deceptive Trade Practices Act of Florida by what they've done, and uh, rather than litigate this and uh, and then remind Greco that if they litigate this, even though we're, they're only talking about $500, that Greco would be responsible not only for his attorney's fees, but your attorney's fees. That's the teeth in the Unfair and Deceptive Trade Practices Act of Florida. And uh, if, if a, usually a dealer or a, any business, if it's a relatively small amount of money, they'll have a hard time. And usually the, the, the person that has the problem will have a hard time uh, getting attorney interest because to get, recover $500 is not worth the time of the attorney. But when you throw in there the cost of attorney's fees, uh, uh, years ago I had a uh, a, a case like this when I was first in the business and the amount involved was a thousand dollars and I refused to give the thousand dollars back to the customer and so I was I was sued by an attorney by the name of Ray Inglesby I remember this very well <laughs> and, and I and I was Ray Inglesby was awarded fifty thousand dollars in attorney's fees and, and of course I had to pay the thousand dollars I won't uh, waste a lot of time, but there was more to it than that. But unfair and deceptive trade practices act. If you can get someone to do you a favor, an attorney, and just write the letter simply and use that, I think it'll get your five hundred bucks back. Well, thank you so much for listening. And I, it just seemed like such a strange thing. And I just, uh, yeah, 
I was almost going to, it's just such a straightforward deal. I don't understand why they would do this. They're, they're, they're dishonest, they're unethical. Uh, Greco has a bad reputation. I'd say they're probably almost as bad as Mapleton. And they have a lot of people working for them. Sometimes, sometimes the top dog doesn't even know what the people down below are doing. And uh, for an extra 500 bucks, they laugh about it. It's a sad statement about, you know, just human uh, uh, caring about other people. And they, get, they do it because they can get away with it. And uh, there's nothing that gets an attention. See, when a, a letter from an attorney goes into a, a car dealership or any business, they're not going to throw it in the trash can right. because they have insurance. <coughs> the insurance company requires that they notify the insurance company of every lawsuit. If they don't, if they get, if they get a, a, a threat of a lawsuit and they don't tell their insurance company, their insurance company will decline coverage instead of the contract they have with their insurance company. So if, if they sent this to the insurance company, they'd say, you better pay this right now. And if you don't, uh, they're gonna, it's going to be a litigation. And uh, our advice is to settle. If you don't settle, we're not going to cover your insurance costs because we think you're going to lose. And uh, that's, that's uh, when you have a, a totally unreasonable dealer like Greco, that's the best way to go. Okay. Well, thank you so much, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, enjoy your show. Thank Bob, you. Thank before you, thank you go, let me, um, let me share with you that Earl wrote a column on just this happening. And, um, you, you know, this unfair or deceptive act practice under the Florida and Unfair Trade Practices Act. Earl, as I said, wrote a column. And you can go to uh, www.floridalawprotectingcarbuyers.com. It's a very interesting column, and the uh, title of it is How to Know If a Florida Car Dealer is Breaking the Law. So there's a lot of things that you can do for sure. Rick? Their lips are moving? Yes. That's when you know (laughs) their lips are moving. So uh, it's just like I said. Have a great day. They make it up as they go along. Thank you, Bob. Don't forget to send that text. Uh, We are going to go to Lance. uh, And uh, Lance calls us regularly from Tennessee. Good morning, Lance. Well, Earl. Yeah. First of all, let me just say happy Veterans Day to each and every veteran. You know, our freedoms sure haven't come to uh, And So uh, I'd just like to personally say thanks to our veterans. I'm going to be going to a, uh, a, a commemoration service in just a little bit. Oh. Thank you, Lance. Did you serve? Yes. Thank you for your service, Thank sir. You. But oh. I couldn't let the day pass, Earl. Well, I was hoping. By the way, uh, uh, I'm a uh, United States Coast Guardsman, uh, Cape May, New Jersey, class of 1959. Earl, uh, let me just say this. Uh, uh, you, you and your staff and your crew there are doing a great job, and it's just a lot of fun to get up and listen to you on Saturday morning. Um, and uh, I... Uh, I've been thinking about that Christmas album of the greatest hits of Earl Stewart on cars. Yeah, you're running out of time. <laughs> oh, I, I know it. Uh, and I'm told that 8-track may not be the best way to market it. 
<laughs> you, you don't know that, Lance. Generation Z is all into retro stuff, and uh, they all want they want eight tracks and vinyl. So maybe maybe a limited release. I want reel to reel. There you go. I'm thinking about pairing this eight track up with the greatest hits of Slim Whitman, Yodeling. <laughs> when I was a kid, and I used to see these commercials for Slim, I didn't know that he was a serious, you know, country artist. <laughs> and like, I just thought he was this goofy guy with an 800 commercial on uh, on TBS. Nope, he's got a great voice, great yodeler, right? You, you know, right, right, Lance. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm right in there with him too. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> well, it's Saturday morning. You're here with us today. Rick Kearney's got a little something to say. If you're going to be traveling, please try to remember, place your battery on a battery tender. <laughs> you absolutely you. <laughs> I'm still using it, Lance. Hey, Lance. All right, listen. Good to see you. Good to talk to you. Take care. We love, we, we love you, Lance. Please call every week. You we'll talk make next everybody week. smile. 877-960-9960. Ladies, take advantage of that number. You can win yourself $50 this morning for the first two new lady callers. And we do have a first-time caller right now, and her name is Gara from West Palm Beach. Welcome. Welcome. Hey, this is an easy question. Um, okay, before you get to that question, remember to stay on the line after we're done talking. You can talk to Jeremy, who's in our control room. He'll take all your contact information, and he'll pass it along to me. Oh, my God. Very Perfect. good. Thank you. Okay. So my question is, I have a Mercedes 27, um, year 2017, and it's got the A7 on it. And it talks about an oil change, transmission, fluid change, all that. It's only got 51,000 miles on it. Is that all really necessary? I know oil change makes sense to me, but transmission, fluid, flush, and change? Uh, Have you checked to see, do you have a a, uh, maintenance maintenance guide in your glove compartment? I do. It says that you should, you know, check it, right? But but I went into some place and they recommend it changing and flushing out everything. So right, yeah, that, I'm really wondering. Yeah, that, that's because Christmas time is coming. Um, <laughs> yeah, there there the book says to check it, and here's here's what Toyota says on their transmission fluid for checking the fluid level on the new vehicles. You visually inspect the transmission for or external leaks. If there are no external leaks. It's fine. I mean, that's literally what it says in the repair manual. And what year Mercedes uh, is this? A, a 2017. 2017. So it's, it's a mo- yeah. it's a recent, yeah. No, you're fine. Um, okay. They're they're only saying that as check it. In other words, let the mecha- the mechanic should know when they're doing an oil change in normal service on your car. They should look the thing over and make sure that you don't have any leaks. Uh, that one of the seals hasn't let loose or something, which is very rare. And it, just to make sure that everything's looking good, and if it is, you're fine. They try to sell these transmission flushes very early. A lot of companies do this, and again, I I, I hate to say it because you know I I am a mechanic, but Christmas time is coming, and car maintenance now has reached such a small level on all the cars 
nothing really needs to be done regularly anymore for for a lot of stuff and mechanics are actually having a harder time making a living on that easy stuff yeah, Sarah, so. you probably know this but just to those listening that might not know every service mm-hmm. advisor they call them service advisors it's not really an advisor so much as a salesman their total compensation comes from a percent of what they sell you and uh, when you come in with a car and you say please check this over uh, when they check it over they're inclined to find things that, uh, let's put it this way, if they're really dishonest, they'll, re- they'll recommend things they positively know that aren't true. If they're only semi-dishonest, they'll look in the gray area and say, well, it probably isn't going to hurt if we change the oil. It's probably not going to hurt if we do an alignment. And, uh, you know, they rationalize. But let's face it, uh, put yourself in, in the shoes of a, of a service salesperson and you feed your family, uh, you pay your rent, and you make your car payments based on how much service you sell. It's been a slow week, it's been a slow month, and Sarah pulls into the service drive. Uh, you have to watch and question everything they recommend. And as Rick said at the beginning of the conversation, by looking at your owner's manual, here's a rule of thumb. If you have 30,000 miles, you have 100,000 miles, whatever the mileage on your car, there will be a recommended maintenance on your car. Look at that before you go in. And if, if they recommend something that's not there, just don't do it. Uh, uh, once in a great while, you might have to reevaluate, but it's, it's a great rule of thumb. And, uh, Dara, I, I have to share with you the fact that, you know, the, just this week I was just reading, you know, about the assumptions uh, that are, you know, that there is an assumption that they don't understand, you know, uh, this m- mechanical situation. And that's why so many women are taken advantage of. And you know what? Men are in the same boat uh, at, at some time. So uh, it's really important. Uh, I mean, you'll knock them over with a feather if you walk in uh, with the information that we just shared with you. Well, that's great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And, um, and thank you to all the vets who served. Thank Amen. you. Amen. Thank you. Okay, we're going to go to Henry and Jupiter. Good morning, Henry. Good morning, Henry. Okay, I think we lost Henry. We're going to go to Lynn in Boynton Beach. She's a first-time uh, female caller. Uh, good morning, Lynn. Good morning. How are how everybody? You guys have a fantastic show. We listen every week, and we learn so much, my husband and I. Thank you. But last you. week, Nancy happened to mention about checking your insurance because you might be paying for stuff that you really don't need anymore. You know, as you get older, maybe you don't drive as much or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, we have two Mercedes um, 350s, and uh, between the two of them, we probably only put not even 8,000 miles on a year, you know. So we have Geico. We had a really good price. I thought we were doing it. was full coverage, theft and everything. Uh, we were doing like 384 a month. But I thought that was great for the two cars. So then all of a sudden it went up to 458 and then within the last six months it went up to 584 mm. and so what we heard your show last week and, and we we're like you know we're, I'm gonna call them so when I called Geico, I got the sweetest girl on the phone and she went through my whole thing with me 
And after we finished, we were only going to be paying two eighty four a month. Wow! Oh, wow! Good job. Oh, you gosh. know, yes. And if you hadn't mentioned that, you know, I do call and compare every every year. You know, different insurance companies just to see. Um, but this one, Geico, has always been very good to us. So when she said that, I was just like so dumbfounded. I was like, "You are you kidding? That's like in half." Right. And she's laughing. Honestly. And I, I, I just felt like so great that, and she was so nice. It wasn't like she was trying to say, yeah, but you really do need this. No, no, you shouldn't get rid of that, you know, or anything. She really helped me out. And if, if it wasn't for hearing that from Nancy, I never would have even checked. So I just wow. wanted to be. I hope everybody's listening to this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ask and you shall receive. And it only takes a few minutes. And the worst case scenario is they say, no, you know, you are where you are. And then you go and call other places. Sure. You know. Never hurts. So, yes, yes. So, you know, your show is so informative. And women, um, you know, where we can go in and buy a car by ourselves now. We are allowed to do that, you know. And when you go in there, you know, I think a lot more women. Hey, Lynn, I like that. Repeat that again. (laughs) (laughs) Women are allowed to do that now. (laughs) And we're voting, too. (laughs) Yes. It's been a while. Come a long way, baby. So, um, anyway, uh, my husband says, make sure you call Earl, because he's out in his boat right now, and he's listening, you know. And I said, well, I'm going to call. So, thank you so much for all the info, and you guys are great, and just keep up the good work. I love when a plan comes together. Thank you, Lynn. Lynn, I have to to mention that uh, our our latest uh, column is average auto insurance up 18%, Florida auto insurance up 88%. So, uh, this column that uh, Earl and I, you know, uh, we uh, joined uh, Minds together this past uh, week and thought it was really imperative to put this out there. And you can go to Earl on Cars to read that column. It'll give you even more ideas. You might be down to, you know, a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I tell you, you, just what's what's just you're sitting here on a Saturday morning. You go, hey, why not? Let's yeah, just check exactly. it out. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Fantastic. You can spend Wonderful. that. You can spend that money on food. <laughs> yes, yes, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, the, the, everything's up on that end, too. Yes. <laughs> Lynn, thanks so much. Yes. Oh, you're You've very been welcome. an inspiration to all oh, the ladies. Thank you. And that's exactly what we want to do here, helping to build the platform for lady uh-huh. callers Absolutely. and lady listeners and lady buyers. And um, you've done a fabulous job. I can't thank you enough. Oh. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you again. You're welcome, Lynn. 877-960-9960. Or if you have a text, you can send us us the text at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Lynn, Lynn, uh, who's a first-time caller in Boynton Beach. Good morning, Lynn. How are you doing today? Lynn, are you out there? Okay. She went to get a snack. <laughs> oh, I hear a radio playing. I hear Nancy. Oh. I can hear, no, I hear Nancy through the radio. Yeah. At, uh, ah, interesting. Hey, uh, Lynn, um, if you are having difficulty, give us a call back. How are you doing today? Please. Lynn, are you out there? I hear Earl saying, Lynn, are you out there? All right, let's turn the next call. We're going to go to Mary and Pompano. In Pomodoro Beach. Good morning, Mary. Interesting. Hey, um, Lynn, 
Here we go. This is Mary. Nope, not Mary. <laughs> Jeremy, what's going on? I hear Earl say, when are you out there? I hear me. <laughs> well, as long as we're, while we're waiting for our technical difficulties to be corrected, yeah. uh, back on the insurance thing for a minute, uh, the article in Consumer Reports, the latest November Consumer Reports, uh, is interesting for a couple of reasons. First of all, it gives you a, a lot of great tips. Uh, as to how to save money like Sarah just did with Geico. And she mentioned that she called Geico because her insurance company and she's been with them for years and she likes them. And she called up and they were very nice to her. Lynn's back. Lynn's back. Lynn, can you hear me? This is dead air, very dangerous on the radio. I can start singing. Lynn Lynn is a first time caller. Um, and uh, hopefully you can hear me, Lynn. Uh, you know, I have a great idea. Why don't you hang up and give us a call back? Yeah. It may be a connection on your end. Uh, so we are going to go to uh, back to Mary. Uh, are you there, Mary? Hello? Hello? Hi, Hi Mary. Thank God. Hi. Good morning. <laughs> welcome. Mary. Sorry about all this. You are so welcome. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> Um, I've called before. Uh, thank you for the $50. I probably will call back to tell you my whole, uh, I used all your information and did finally buy a car. But I just called to mention something. You had a guy that was just on that um, had a dispute about $500 mm-hmm. uh, from Greco. Yes. Um, I really have just moved down here in the last few years. But is there no small claims court? I mean, up in New York, every municipality has a small claims court, and you just go and you t- tell your case, and um, and they adjudicate it. Well, um, that, that? that's, that's a great idea, yeah. and uh, a lot of people don't use the small claims court, but it's available to them. Now, the problem is that the cost of utilizing, or the the amount of the claim, has uh, has changed. It used to be, it's now a larger claim. Uh, that you have to have. I don't think that's right, but in the case of uh, the earlier callers claim $500, you can't you can't file with a small claims court. I think it's up to at least 2,500 now, and uh, I guess that has to do with the cost of the of the judicial administrative expense. You got to no. pay the judge. You got to pay all the staff there. But uh, yeah, small claims court is a great way to go. Now, one of the problems with a small claims court is you've got to be motivated. And uh, you sound motivated, uh, Mary, and uh, Sarah was uh, when we talked to her. But you, it's a lot of trouble. I've, I've been through the small claims court personally uh, with claims. And you really got to be a, a bulldog and just never, never give up. <laughs> Uh, and, and, oh. and the judicial process, uh, the whole judicial thing, government bureaucracy, it, it, it beats down sometimes the best of us. But if you got that stamina, small claims courts are a lot cheaper than, than a lawyer. A lot of times uh, oh. a lawyer will say, why don't you try small claims court? Because there's not enough money in it, in it for him, for him to justify his okay. time. Right. Though I, I, I'm astounded that they would say that you had to have a minimum of 2500 I mean, that's what small claims court is for, small claims, 500 
to a, an average person is a lot of money. Yeah, I'm Googling it. It's it. a whole lot of money. It's under, and it says, uh, according to Florida, it's 8000 or less is what they said. I, oh, wow. I'm trying to find a minimum. Oh, 8000 or less? Yeah, so maybe I, that shows you how long that. since I've looked at it. So now it's 8000 I agree with you. It's a shame. It would be a... It would be a great deterrent to have that available it, it to is. people, but uh, it's not. That's not the minimum. It's it's that's the maximum. Wait, there is no minimum. There's no minimum. It's okay. just a maximum. Oh, well, I stand corrected. Yeah, I didn't maybe, know that. I maybe, thought there was a minimum. Maybe he's still speak. You know, maybe he's still listening. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. But you know, he calls and he obviously has a grievance and he's listening to you. So I, I just know that I've used it a few times up north. You do have to fill out forms, and yet, I mean, look, there's paperwork and everything nowadays, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. But um, maybe maybe he could go that way. Yeah. But I just wanted to make that suggestion, and um, thank you. You guys are great. I mean, you're really providing such great information. Hey, Mary, um, before you go, yeah. um, you said you were from New York. Uh, yeah. I, I've got to ask you, how do you feel about the, um, y you know, insurance rates down here in uh in, in Florida, I mean, I'm talking 88 percent, 88 percent increase. I think that the insurance rates uh, are outrageous. Number one, number two, I mean, if you really want to know what I think, I mean, Ashley Moody and and the administration does not really care about the average person. Here, here. I mean, um, I, I I don't want to make, be political, but I know that during the last uh, uh, gubernatorial election, um, one of the um, uh, things that they were saying in the, uh, as far as the Democrats, they wanted um, insurance companies to um, not be able to operate in Florida unless they had a full set of their products available to everyone, which would have, you know, some, they cherry pick. Okay, we'll do cars, but we won't do houses. We'll do only these kind of cars. Um, and that would have probably lowered in insurance rates right across the board. Mm -hmm. But it, it's obvious that uh, the insurance companies, you know, uh, are, are the lobbyists that are winning. Well, I, don't, I agree with you. Yeah. And, I, and you're not you, being political, Murray, because every attorney general that I can recall, and that's a lot of them, they've all been that way. It's a matter of they're going to take the cases that the people will hear about that will get them reelected. They don't care about the... Uh, the cases that are just to take care of the, their constituents and their voters. They want to have a case that will get headlines. And they're also, uh, as you correctly guessed, lobbied heavily uh, by the automobile dealers and the automobile manufacturers. And if you want to get elected attorney general in the state of Florida, uh, you're going to have to play a ball with the automotive industry. And that's why you don't see more help for the consumers when they're having problems buying a car. Well, I can tell you, like you say about Sodom and Gomorrah, I won't go into it now because I'd rather put together a whole presentation for you because you said call back. But I went up to New York, and I bought my car there um, during uh, the summer. And it's really New York State consumer protections. I mean, they have other ones like in Chicago also, but I know of New York. And they only can charge you by law in New York State, a car dealer, the maximum of $175 for dealer fees. And I went to, I bought a Subaru. I went to North Waterdale Subaru. I went to Schumacher. I went to Coconut Creek. Um, one, one dealer, I actually got down to only $600 over, um, over, MSRP? over invoice. 
Pretty good. Invoice. No, over invoice. That's and really good. I, I was in there. I told them, I have no time for this. And I did what you guys told said, just deal in emails and the Internet. And they sent back. It was actually it was Schumacher. And they said, oh, because we've been dealing with you for so long, which really translates into I'm a pain in the neck, we will accept your offer, but with tags, um, you know, um, tags, fees, taxes. It came up, the fees came up to over 4% of the value of the car. Hmm. So I sent back to them, I said, look, you know, I, I told you, if you, you're not ready by May 6th to give me a real deal, I'll buy it in New York. And, of course, I, I, I went on the Internet. I also use Costco. And I got a, I got a, I mean, I can do a shout-out to Bill Cold Subaru in Rockland County, and I didn't even live near Rockland County. <laughs> they immediately sent an out-the-door price. They were honest. Um, I had to wait for the car. They, I, they were honest about that, too. And I took possession of the car up, up in New York, and I drove it back down. Good for you. Um, and, and I can tell you that I see on the Internet that a lot of young people are even saying that they're shipping their cars from Tennessee. Um, they're going up to Jacksonville, where it's more, a little more reasonable. Uh, they're going to Georgia. Um, but um, Stay away I, from Atlanta. <laughs> Yeah, the further away from, away from Miami Atlanta. you can get, the, the, the less evil the dealers become. Yeah. The further from major urban centers. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's a shame because I'd rather give my business here because I work, uh, you know, I live here now. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I think that when I hear the prices that people are paying in just fees, it's, it's really unconscionable. And somebody like Ashley Moody, I mean, this is to say everybody should start to vote the pocketbook. I mean, she should be doing something to mitigate this. I mean, it's like like you say, and if it wasn't for you guys really uh, alerting everyone, I mean, your 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 show is priceless. Unfortunately, really. the, uh, the the consumer lobby uh, isn't as strong as the car dealer. Well, you're, you're, uh, you know, you're Mary, your 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 point is extremely extremely valid uh, for the reason that the lack of regulation is the problem it isn't the lack of laws we've got laws covering a lot of things and uh, uh, every uh, almost every violation uh, when when people call this show and say they were taken advantage of there's almost always a, a violation of a Florida law but they will not enforce the law Ashley Moody or any attorney general and there's a lot of other uh, 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 regulators out there too. I mean, the uh, uh, Federal Trade Commission—they uh, make a lot of noise, and you see them in the headlines. And they'll go after a dealer in Wisconsin or something, and they get a lot of headlines. But the percentage of dealers that are tr are kept in line as a result by, of the Federal Trade Commission is minuscule. So, yeah, yeah. It, it a great example is when you're on I-95. Uh, and the speed limit says 65. What happens if you're going 65? Well, if you're going 65, you're going to get rear-ended. Cops aren't going to arrest you. you got to go. Nancy and I were on I-95 the other day going to the doctor, and, uh, and a school bus, I, I, I timed the school bus, was going 75 in a 65 zone. <laughs> now, 
Why would a school bus do that? Well, because it's more dangerous to go 65 on 995 than exceed the speed limit and go 75. So that, that's kind of the way it is with uh, car dealers. Everybody does it. Everybody gets away with it. And the poor uh, car dealer that goes out there and tries to abide by the what's right and moral and ethical is, is going to lose money. Uh, it, 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 it's a, the, 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 the worst car dealer that we know of, if you're a regular listener to the show, is Napleton. He's terrible. I mean, he just, every car dealership that he owns that we know about and, and other states that we don't know about uh, is getting trouble all the time. Napleton just bought a, an office building in New York for $80 million in cash. That was in the front page wow. of the automotive news. That's how yeah, here, I'll, I'll hold this. You weren't kidding about this. I'll hold this picture up. Yeah, for $60 million, $60 yeah. million, dollars 60 million in cash. You know, out of his pocket. He didn't have to finance it. Now, if, if, if a dealer can take advantage of customers like this, a big dealer, he's like 15th in the nation in volume, and all of his dealerships appear to be doing this, the Federal Trade Commission's come after him. And 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 the money he's making hand over fist, uh, it's 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 just the reason that the laws are not enforced that you and I have the problem. We got too many laws; they just don't enforce them. That's too bad. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was just a suggestion because I, I just think that even if he goes to court, um, and um, you know, just the fact that the dealership is going to have to get an attorney to show up or someone has to show up, yeah. Yeah. it's going to cost them more than five hundred dollars to let this guy. Well, you're right. You're right. But but remember what I said before. Uh, to the caller, uh, and I should have mentioned the small claims court. I was, I didn't realize there was no minimum. There's just a maximum. So I, I was wrong, and I stand corrected. Uh, but uh, what, what you, what you have to realize, a letter from an attorney, referring to the very important, the Florida Unfair Deceptive Trade Practices Act. New York has an Unfair Deceptive Trade Practices Act. They all vary a little bit. But the one thing in common allows the little guy, the little gal, to sue somebody for a relatively small amount, and it gets the attention of the the, uh, defendant because he says, you know, if I litigate this and I hire a lawyer— and, and she wins and I lose, I have to pay her legal fees and my legal fees plus the amount of the claim, no matter what it is. So you litigate a $500 claim and you have $50,000 in attorney's fees, their insurance company of that business dealership will say, hey, you settle that. I'm a car dealer. We have a Toyota dealership. And my insurance company has told me I've, I've had situations where I felt I was totally innocent and uh, I, I was going to fight it in court and my insurance company said, don't do it. I said, I'm innocent. And the insurance company said, whether you're innocent or not, there's always a chance that you're going you're gonna to lose. And if you uh, win or lose, you're going to have attorney's fees. And your uh, unfair and deceptive trade practice says that if you lose, you're going to pay the the plaintiff's attorney's fees and your attorney's fees. So we're requiring you to settle it. And if you don't, we'll cancel your insurance. So that's a pretty good hammer to go after a dealer yeah. for a small amount of money. Well, my, my heart just went out to the guy. And yeah. I just thought this might be a good alternative. Yeah. But um, I'll let you guys go. I'm sure you got a stack of calls. 
and um, I really appreciate all that you do. And Earl, everybody that I know is going to go to you for Toyotas. Well, bless your heart. Thank <laughs> I, you very much. You all the time. We can't thank you enough. Um, what a phone call. I mean, uh, you are an educated consumer. You just covered it all, and you, with the icing on the cake, as you're mentioning the Attorney General, Ashley Moody. And we have been on the air for a very long time. We have never, never heard from her. Never. She, she just doesn't want to help us. She just doesn't want to help us. That's how I feel. And, uh, Mary, let me, uh, let me leave you with a, another website that you could go to, www. Florida law protecting car buyers.com. And uh, I'm sure as far as your uh, car insurance is concerned, uh, nobody sat down with you and said, Hey, listen, Mary, you could save $400, $500 a year uh, uh, j- just by uh, increasing your deductible. So if you're not an educated consumer like you are, Mary, and I'll tell you what, you've reached a lot of people this morning. They heard you loud and clear, and I appreciate Thank you so much. You're very flattering. And my only other thing to say is 2024 is coming up. It's time to start voting in people who take care of us, no matter what political party they are in. We hear you, Mary. There Uh, you go. Let your voice be heard. Thank you, Mary. Have Have a a wonderful day. Okay, uh, no phone calls. What do you have, guys? We got texts, and we have messages on YouTube, I'm sure. Okay. Anne-Marie, um, she found an article. Anne-Marie um, always texts us or refers to an article. She was able to successfully text it to us, so I, I browsed it. But her um, her, her message get, gets to the point. Uh, she says, good morning. A couple of days ago, I read a story in the Washington Post how car dealers aren't ready for electric cars. This is really funny. One example cited was about a lady who walked into a dealership up to buy a used Fiat 500e. Yes, that was the vehicle she wanted to buy. Poor, poor lady. That's what Amory anticipated. She goes, yes, that was what she wanted to buy, an an all-electric Fiat. Uh, She looked over the paperwork and spotted that they included a plan for oil changes (laughs) and a warranty uh, for a gasoline-powered car with uh, your transmission and all that. Uh, she laughed, declined, but she bought the electric car <laughs> without the protection. <laughs> um, do you think it's ignorance or greed on the dealer's part or just force a habit, why they include all that? And, uh, um, and she has a follow-up question later on, but I really think that they were, they're just caught flat-footed. It's a, um, it's, it's, it, was, it didn't sound like a Fiat dealership. It was a used car, she mentioned, so they just don't know. But, yeah, uh, I think dealerships with major manufacturers, they have help from the manufacturers easing into the transition. We are, um, you know, we're, we're getting guidance on, on how we have chargers and, and all that, you know, on the property and all that. Um, but this dealership didn't, but that is a really funny story. And I, I would imagine it's probably happening all over the country. If you have a good warranty company, however, you just put in the vehicle that you're trying, that you're, that you're selling and it will come up with available coverage. So it might've been like a, kind of like a small kind of small town kind of dealership. Everything's computerized now. It's hard to make that mistake. Um, the other question she has, and I want everybody here at the round table to think about this. We've had our mystery shoppers uh, for, for many years now. Uh, what's the most outrageous behavior that our shopper has ever encountered? And just before we answer it's Amory, we're talking 20 years here. So it's kind of hard. It's like, what's your favorite movie? I don't know. 
the first thing that comes to mind for me is just it's not the behavior it was just the the ghost car and i think that was a greco i think greco had an ad for a car that wasn't there then it appeared at another location and then another location the ghost car the ghost car it went on for uh, i think six months or so i don't know mine mine would go way back uh uh, with Scott Cadmus, who did. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's the behavior on the part of the mystery shopper. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah. Uh, the most memorable mystery shop yeah. is uh, Scott Cadmus uh, was our service manager, and uh, rest in peace. He's uh, passed away, unfortunately, a few years ago. But uh, uh, he, he would go into mystery shop uh, dealership. He went into uh, uh, two. Palm Beach Toyota was one of them. The other one was Al Hendrickson. And uh, in one case... Uh, he, uh, we asked him to get a copy of the buyer's order. Back in those days, they wouldn't even consider giving a buyer's order or let you take it. They didn't have iPhones then, so we weren't taking pictures. So Scott just walked into the sales manager's office and grabbed it off the uh, sales manager's desk, right. and they started. They, they, chased cha- him. they chased him all the way back to the car. <laughs> he made it. <laughs> he made it out of and then, and then we did Al Hendrickson. Uh, I can't remember, but it, it, it involved a... Uh, almost fisticuffs. It yeah. was. Uh, it, it came to. He was surrounded. Yeah, he, they were gonna. They stopped him. They tried to stop him from leaving. Unfortunately, Scott was a, a big, a tough guy. I mean, yeah, it would take like, four or five of them to take Scott down. Right. So uh, they backed down. Right. <laughs> Scott made it home safe, safely. That was crazy. I don't know, Amory. We'll probably have to think about it, uh, or maybe. How much more exciting can you get? Well, that's very exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, like, what's the craziest thing that a salesperson ever did, or. Um, yeah. But we'll think about it, or I might go back and, 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 and peruse Anne-Marie, the for archives. Me, um, I think that uh, it's real easy. Uh, you know, you go back a, a, a time uh, when it was acceptable for a salesman uh, to say to the uh, lady, uh, "Where's your husband?" Or um, are you going to bring your husband in, you know, to uh, cover this deal? Uh, and uh, maybe even asking her <clears throat> if she needed a makeup mirror in the car. So uh, now that uh, we've moved into the 21st century, uh, things are a little more controlled. But that's uh, what I remember. Okay, uh, our number is 877-960-9960. And um, I'm uh, assuming Stu, that you're finished with Anne-Marie. Oh, Oh, Anne-Marie, yeah, we're we're all set with hers, yeah. Okay. We are going to go back to the phones, and uh, we are going to talk to uh, Steve, uh, who's calling us from Jupiter. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Great. Great. I talked to you last week about a six-cylinder Camry. Oh, yes. One One of the most fun cars I ever drove that's not a race car. Right. And uh, so I'm wondering, and you said that it's going to be discontinued, the six-cylinder. Is there a Lexus that would be still using the six-cylinder so that, you know, the motor can be serviced and stuff? Or what's going to happen there? If, Without if having, I think Lexus and Toyota are, are going um, ahead towards, you know, eventual electrification. Um, but both uh-huh. models right now for the next this year and the next year or so are gonna are still gonna have gas um, gas models. But so specifically on Lexus, I don't know. But I suspect that if you're talking about like the ES models, like the Camry-like models, I I bet you they're going the same way as Toyota. I mean, as the the Toyota nameplate, because the same car. Okay, but they, 
but you can't even, you said, I think as I understood you, you can't buy a six-cylinder Camry now? No, I made a mistake. No. You, the only models you can are on, are on the TRD. Uh, the, so the Camry TRD, you still can't. Oh, what is the TRD? I, I don't know what that, that is. That's the Toyota Racing Development. Um, it's a, uh, it's just oh. a, a like a, brand, a sub brand okay. in the within the Toyota family, and they have different vehicles. Um, so they have uh, souped up suspensions, better performance um, specifications. How much more would they be than just a regular Camry? An estimate. Um, they're 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 up there like with the upper trim levels, like uh, similar in price to the XLEs and the uh, XSEs. Thirty-five. Probably closer to forty. But I don't okay. Have, yeah. TRD. TRD. Okay. Toyota that, Racing. That, that, okay. Thanks. That 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 answers my question. I might stop by. A, I guess I have to stop by a Lexus shop and see if. Yeah. They're going to continue to well, I, I guess if they will now in the next year or so, but you know, down the road, it would, it's all going away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for the information. I, I like your show and I appreciate your answers. All right. Thank you, you Steve. Right. We appreciate you. Our number is 877-960-9960. Or you can take advantage of our text number at 772 497 And, uh, ladies, um, I do have $50 for the next new female caller. Uh, I had one on the line, and I lost her. I hope you call back. We're going to go to John in Palm City, who is a regular caller. Good morning. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you. Happy Veterans Day. Yes, I served eight years during the Vietnam era in the reserve, but I was never activated. But some of my friends that were, they never came back. But again, happy Veterans Day. I got a question. First question, I, my friends tell me I'm too serious whenever I speak to them or a call. So I got to tell you a story about a friend of mine yesterday that called me. He said, I'm coming over your house, and I'm going to use your computer. I said, why? He said, my wife won't let me go on Google. I said, why? He said, she says she has all the answers. <laughs> Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> anyhow, uh, a question, a question, for Rick, a question on fuel pumps. Okay, uh, many automobiles built today, especially some older ones, is the fuel <clears throat> pump built into the gas tank. Ninety-nine point nine 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 percent of them. Okay, I spoke to a mechanic, and he has a car in now. He said it's about I don't know, a couple of years old. And he has a fuel pump problem. But here's what he says. He says that being that the uh, fuel pump is a gas tank with the uh, gasoline that we're using today, with the ethanol in it, it's rotting the fuel pumps, and they have to be replaced. Have you ran across much of a problem like that, Rick? No. Uh-uh. Uh, okay, very, well. very rarely. Um well, this is an older car. I think it's eight or ten, ten years old. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. The well, only time well, that we see issues with fuel pumps uh, having de- degradation is when people accidentally put in E85 fuel. Yes. Then that has so much ethanol that then it is extremely corrosive, and it does cause an issue. Uh, but even then, if they pump so much E85 into the tank... The car is not going to run right, and we will immediately drain the tank, flush it out, it gets rid of it, and 
and we rarely see any problems with the pump after that. The well, fuel lines, the injectors, all of it's usually fine. It takes quite a while, quite a bit of exposure to that high concentration of ethanol that's in the E85 for it to actually affect those device, those pieces. Now, what about gas gauges? Problem with gas gauges because some of the older cars, the gas gauge had a combination of steel and aluminum, and uh, there's an electrochemical process caused by ethanol mm. where aluminum and steel together are, are a nightmare. They corrode faster than pure gasoline, and also engines with ethanol, they run hotter, they get vapor lock, and they're a big danger, especially to older vehicles, including blowing gaskets. Would there yeah. be any truth in that too? Nope, uh, at least not that I've seen. Oh, it's very rare that we have fuel problems on, on the cars that we have anymore. I, I don't see those issues cropping John, up John, at all at our John, what I think is is that uh, the automotive, the technology has been able to mitigate the effect that you're describing. And when they first started uh, pouring uh, ethanol into gasoline to, uh, you know, the, when the whole thing started, it really created a lot of problems, and the engineers decided we better do something about these, uh, about the way these uh, cars of ours digest this gasoline, and they came up with uh, with technological changes that allow you to use more ethanol. Because if you go back 25 years, it was poisonous. Today, like Rick says, uh, the, uh, the, the car uh, absorbs the the uh, uh, whatever you want to call the, uh, the the negative effect does not occur anymore it's well, kind of like the idea of drinking have... a soda once in a while the acid in a soda is not going to affect you if it's just once in a while but if you drink you know 20 or 30 sodas a day it's going to cause problems but ethanol is killing our gas mileage it burns faster than gasoline so yeah but it, it also it does have certain effects that the government says no you got to have that in there and right now we're actually running most pumps are running up to e15 uh but e10 and e15 are both completely safe on any car built since about 1990. okay well be cautious especially if you have an older car if you put that in a car like girls 37 pontiac <laughs> And you didn't change any of the lines or gas. Whole another story. Yeah, you'll have a lot of leakage and a lot of problem, but that's an exception. Yeah, but that's Thank why you for the information. That's Thank why you. certain gas stations still have ethanol-free fuel, and when you go to gas stations uh, where you can get boaters filling up, because boat engines generally require ethanol-free fuel, and so it's still available and it's for use in those vehicles. Yes, thank you for the information. I still wouldn't use E15. It's too much of a concentrate on ethanol. John, thanks for sharing your uh, information with us every week. We really enjoy talking to you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for being there. Happy Veterans Day again. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Brad, who's calling us from Deerfield Beach. Good morning, Brad. Hey, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome. I called last. I called last weekend. I've been, still been trying to get my nurse girlfriend to call in and get that fifty bucks, but oh, she's no. too shy. She's yeah, what? Yeah, but she's too shy. Ah. Uh, well, text. Yeah. Have her text. <laughs> well, 
she don't need the money. She's a nurse. They, they get paid a ton of money, you know. I'm retired. You know, uh, I was listening along, and uh, you know, I had a couple things bouncing around in my head, and the previous caller talking about the uh, alcohol and the gas. My opinion is it's a curse on mankind, and they they did it to water down the gas, and you know, they they uh, uh, let's. I remember I had an uh, an accord, and it got 33 to the gallon on regular gas, and when you put the alcohol gas in it, it got 30. You know, it was ten percent at that time. It was ten percent alcohol, and you lost ten percent of your fuel economy. Where's the savings? Yeah, you know what I mean. And I'll tell you where it really kills you is alcohol attracts water, and every single one of my lawn equipment pieces of lawn equipment, my edger, my blower, all the fuel lines rotted out and dissolved, and ended up as goo in the carburetors. And I, you know, those little engines you have to replace the carburetors. They're too tiny to uh to blow out the jets and everything and i learned you don't put alcohol gas in your uh, lawn equipment and wawa sells it but it's expensive as hell there's videos you can go on youtube and they'll show you you put the gasoline the alcohol gas in if you can't find like a wawa they'll just sell it to you They, they call it rec 90 and the reason they put it in boats is because it will destroy the engines you know, a lot, out the gas Bob, a lot of that's uh, uh, political, too, because we, we talk about big insurance. We talk about big auto. There's also a big farm. And, uh, yes. And big farm, yes. you, you can bet that every senator and congressman is getting huge contributions from the farm lobby, especially the sugarcane growers and and, uh, and all sorts of uh, uh, other it, we you know we never see the big picture of what's going on in the background, but why we end up with all this ethanol? There's a lot of reasons. Oh yeah, um, I'm old enough to remember <laughs> when you'd go to the grocery store and ground beef was 99 cents a pound, and chicken boneless skinless uh, chicken breast was 250, and now boneless uh, skinless chicken breast you sometimes can find it for two two and a quarter. Um, but uh, ground beef is, you can't find it less than 350. That's because the government subsidized the corn industry to put it into fuel. And the people that had cows that raised them to be beef, ground beef, now had to compete with the, uh, the uh, subsidized corn industry because all that corn now was yeah. going yeah. To, uh, you know, to, to be put in fuel. It, now it's ridiculous. Ground beef is, uh, you know, double what chicken breast is. The price of democracy. It, of course. But it is a curse on mankind because it does attract water. It dissolves fuel lines. Most of the new cars are designed to, you know, take the, that fuel. But you don't want to put it in a car and let it sit for a long time because it attracts moisture. And uh, like I said, there's videos where you can go on, like say you, you live out in the sticks and there's no Wawa that sells you a Rec 90. They'll show you you can put a uh, you can get a gallon jug and uh, put the gas in it and you add a certain amount of water and shake it up and let it sit overnight and the water bonds to the alcohol and separates the bottom you siphon off the pure gas. Yeah. Yep. But uh, you know I find it interesting that you guys um, look. I get it. I would love to own a Tesla. It doesn't fit my lifestyle. But that the fact that you own a Toyota dealership and you love your Tesla because it has certain you know it's it's an interesting 
it's an interesting technology. Yeah, it is. It, and it has to suit your lifestyle. And I'm a, I'm a techie. I mean, the Toyota's a great car. I, I but I'm a, you know I I majored in physics in college, and I I'm I, I, I I'm just one of these scientific. I, I read uh, all this kind of stuff, and I like science. I like uh, mathematics and things like that. So, you know, when I drive the Tesla, when I say I really love driving it, part of it is the uh, technological experience. The software is absolutely amazing uh, that uh, is in the car. And, and about every week or two, I come out, I have a, a free software upgrade, and I get all excited, yeah. and I pull it up on the screen on the Tesla, and it tells me all these cool things that my car will do now that it wouldn't do before. So it's like a science fiction thing with me. It's not, it's not that uh, Honda and Nissan and there are a lot of great cars on the road out there, but uh, I'm just a tech freak, so I love uh, Tesla. For the Tesla, Brad, um, you know, there is just a lot of pluses. And uh, one great one is that we don't have to sit in line to get gas. The other, maintenance, <laughs> uh, maintenance is just, uh, it, there is no maintenance. And I love driving the Tesla and uh, you just can't go wrong. And now Elon Musk is uh, making it easy to own, um, you know, an EV uh, because he's reduced so many of the prices on on so so many of the Teslas. It's, you, you know, I agree with you, and, and I love the technology. And I researched it hard. It just didn't fit my lifestyle. Sure, yeah. I, I understand. called in the past, and and I told you that um, because I don't do a lot of driving. Uh, the, the Tesla, if you leave it in your garage unplugged, it's losing about four miles a day. It's like having a gas tank that's slowly dripping. You know, if you commute back and forth to work and occasionally need, need to go 100 miles somewhere and 100 miles back without charging it, it makes sense. But what's in the future, and here's my prediction, you could see it coming, right, is this. Like right now you say, oh, I don't have to go to the gas station, and I'm – the amount of electricity that my car consumes to go 30 miles is 17 cents or something like that. But trust me when I tell you the government is not going to sit by idly and say we're losing all this tax per gallon on gas. There's going to come a point where there's a percentage of people that drive electric cars and they're going to say here's the new rule. Every time you, we, you renew your, uh, your tags, if you have an electric vehicle, we're going to figure out how you're going to have to report what your mileage is on your car and you're going to get taxed oh, yeah. to the point where it doesn't save you any money. And if they didn't get it there, yeah. they get it somewhere else. I mean, the government loves to spend money and they know who's yeah. got the money. It's us taxpayers. And so uh, they'll get it from us one way or the other. Brad, right now, it's been a pleasure talking to you. You're filled with a lot of information. We could go on for hours. Uh, yeah. I'm going to leave you with this thought. Tell your uh, girlfriend to give me a call, and uh, it's a it's real easy. You you know it's it doesn't she doesn't have to be nervous about calling. Uh, thank you so much, Brad. Have a great weekend. It's easy when you're not shy like she is, but uh, I'm going to part uh, part you with this. I love your show and. You know, especially the chronics. And uh, who am I? Earl <laughs> Stewart is the best. <laughs> yeah, Lance all fans right. <laughs> Love you, Lance. Love you like a brother. Love the show. Brother from weekend. another mother. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Brad. Uh, we are going to go to uh, Rick if he's uh, got anything for us. I do. <clears throat> How's Donovan uh, today? Oh, Donovan has been right in here because... Uh, Steve Maggs came in with an interesting question, and there has been a discussion going here in the chats like you wouldn't believe. 
Um, says, good morning, Earl. In your opinion, are traditional franchise dealerships impeding electric vehicle sales since they can make more money from internal combustion engine sales, particularly for service? Is the future direct manufacturing EV sales like Tesla? Now, in the future, are, you know, will we see franchise dealers go away? Well, there's only one thing in PSA, a uh, car dealer from from uh, selling cars, that's from making money. And uh, they, they want to sell the cars that they can make the most money on. Uh, I think that uh, the manufacturers have not delivered the product, the electric vehicle product, and uh, electric vehicle sales are backing up uh, with for everybody except Tesla. And uh, the manufacturers of the electric vehicles uh, are struggling because they don't have they, they don't have as good a car as Tesla does, and uh, right now if you want to buy an electric vehicle from a non and, uh, and it's not a Tesla, uh, you could probably negotiate one heck of a price because there's a huge oversupply of electric vehicles for those manufacturers other than Tesla they're building. Tesla is uh, pretty much a seller's market, and uh, they're pretty much selling every car they could build. And to paraphrase, kind of bring this whole conversation out here. Uh, Donovan replied, he says, there's a good article in the Washington Post from a few days ago about just that subject, stating that dealers don't want the EVs and are actively hurting sales right now. And they go on to say, uh, let's see where we have it here. Ah, Donovan, uh, Steve comes in and says, Donovan, I uh, can't totally blame the dealerships. He says, he recently passed by a Mercedes-Benz dealer they had a load of the new unsold EQS sedans, which are Mercedes electric cars, mm -hmm. sitting on the lot collecting dust. In other words, they had quite a few of them sitting there. And Steve says, or Donovan came back with this one is, Steve, I put 50% on dealers, 50% on the manufacturer. The EQS is a joke, and that's 100% the fault of Mercedes-Benz sitting on their hands for a decade it's overpriced, charges slow, and has bad software, which is one of the things a lot of folks, they don't like about the Toyota BC4X, yep. that it does not have the range. It's very slow yep. to charge. And, and it's slow itself to drive. Yeah. I, I, listen, I, 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 the car dealers aren't dictating um, what cars they're selling. You know, that's, that's the manufacturer. So... The, the reason EV sales aren't aren't taking off, like you said, it has nothing to do because with with the car dealers. I mean, if the car dealers can get enough of them that people want to buy them, it's the manufacturers that are, are rushing to the game. And like you said, Tesla's been doing this for what since 20, oh, 2008? I don't know when 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 they start selling the the, the Tesla. It's a long time, a lot longer than anybody else. Yeah. And um, it'll take a while for them to catch up. Um, I've heard re real good reviews on some very high-end um, EVs that challenge Tesla, like the Porsche Taycan. is supposed to be up there and um, you know better than well, whatever. D but. Dealers are also afraid of electric vehicles because it represents change. Nobody likes change, right. especially car dealers. And the, the the electric vehicle has set up a chance for the manufacturers to go direct, like Tesla does. And every time uh, a manufacturer talks, 
big about building more and more electric vehicles. Ford, for example, there was a recent survey done on manufacturers and what the dealers thought about the manufacturers. The, the, the worst, most despised manufacturer by dealers is Ford. And Ford is going uh, heavily toward electric vehicles. Uh, you could say it's a good idea, a terrible idea, uh, but whatever it is, that's what they're that's what they're doing now f they're also requiring dealers uh, to have certain facilities and certain training and a lot of other things there's also the danger that they might just say I'm gonna sell these electric I being Ford we will sell these cars directly if you don't want to do what I tell you you have to do it'll be very expensive we'll just go direct like Tesla's go uh, the dealers, the average, the, all the all the major dealers, even uh, Toyota, has backed off. They were, they missed the boat on on electric, and then they turned around and went heavily toward electric, and now they're backing down on electric again. So, it's chaos everywhere except with Tesla. They, the manufacturers don't realize that it's a software game. Tesla's ultimate goal is not to sell a bunch of cars, electric vehicles. Tesla's ultimate goal is to sell autonomous usage. And, they're, and, and what Elon Musk wants to do is 10, 10 years from now, you'll pay Tesla $3,000 a year and you'll have uh, your new Tesla in your garage as soon as you hit your app button on your phone and walk out the front door. And whenever you, if you're at Publix, you're at the hospital uh, or Walgreens or wherever you are, you just hit your app and your new Tesla pulls up, takes you home, and then it goes somewhere else. You don't know where it goes, you don't care, because if you need it, in two minutes it'll be back. That'll cost you $3,000 a year, and what are you paying now for a new car and maintenance, insurance, and everything else? Uh, exactly. Five times that? Yeah, yeah. exactly. The, exactly. Uh, great information. You know, guys, the future is here. Uh, we're going to go to John. I thank you so much for your patience. And John's calling us from West Palm Beach. Uh, just a simple question. Uh, Earl, you said you're a techie and, with, and you love your Tesla and that. I was just wondering, with all the information and stuff, have you ever played with your light show? No, I, I, I did. Yeah, I did one time. It, it's, uh, uh, it, it, you know, it, it's cool. I mean, I, one thing about Elon Musk is he got a, he's got a sense of humor, and uh, he likes he has all sorts of toys on there. He has a, a, a horn that sounds like flatulence, or you can, or you can, or you can, you can say, "Get the hell off the road." That'll be your horn, and uh, if you uh, if you want to. Uh, plug the, if you want to give a verbal command to plug your Tesla in you can say uh, insert, uh, you know insert butt plug I mean that's uh, no. that's, that's like really? six-year-old humor yeah. and, and uh, but that's it appeals to everybody if you want to play with your Tesla it's got all sorts of crazy stuff even stupid stuff some of it's stupid yeah the the butt plug is the charger port yeah the butt plug yeah right <laughs> that yeah no the because uh, you should have two songs already and another uh, update is coming around christmas time for your third one okay so, exciting you should pull into yeah. the dealership with the blaring <laughs> isn't that the boombox mode right there's a boombox mode that you play your music on the outside of the car yeah yeah, yeah. yeah pull, 
boomboxes when you're parked, and you can play whatever music's inside until you get out of the car. The light show is programmed that when you when you get out of your car and you close the door, you you can schedule for up to ten minutes, and then it goes through the whole ensemble of the music, and yeah. the the lights flash, the windows go up and down, and doors open and close, and all that. Yeah, Nancy and I did that one time at, at night, <laughs> but left the car out of the driveway. And, Not you. And when, when the when the police came, we decided we better. It's, it's like when I did the summons command at Publix. We were shopping at Publix. We had our basket of groceries out front, and I hit summons, and my car pulls out of the. Uh, uh, the driving spot, and all of a sudden, hundreds of people are gathered around the car, and I felt like a moron. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> things need to be things need to be fine tuned a, a bit. But we are having a you know a great time. I love driving the uh, Tesla; it's just an amazing car. All right. Well, have a great week. That's all I had. Thank you, John. Later. Thank Thanks, you. Sir. Stay tuned for the Mystery Shopping Report, John. You don't want to miss this one. It's a doozy. We're going to go to Marty. The show Hi, would morning. not be the same without Marty. He calls us from West Palm Beach every week. Good morning. How are you? We're great. Thank you. Nice to hear from you. Yeah. I just have a question. In car advertising, I don't know if it's the federal government or the state government, but all these ads, including Toyota and everything, they'll advertise you can get a certain car, and in the smallest print they they put on TV or whatever, they have the down payment if they even have the down payment. Who would have to who would have to enforce that the down payment should be included in the price, so that the price of a two hundred dollar a month lease is really four hundred. It's, all, it's already the law. Uh, every time you see that, it's a violation of federal law, Federal Trade Commission. And we were talking about that earlier. The government can make reg uh, laws really easily. We got so many laws, most people don't even know what they are. That's part of the problem. And the worst ones are the ones where you know what they are and you don't, you don't care about it. So, yeah, every time you see a lease ad or a price on television, whether it's manufacturing, uh, whether it's the manufacturer advertising or the dealer advertising, the price is not the price you can buy the car for. It's in the fine print. You can't possibly read that fine print, no matter how close you're sitting to the TV set. If you could read it, it only flashes on the screen long enough for you to get out of your chair and try to read it. So uh, that's the problem. They just don't care. They don't enforce the laws they've got. Marty, on that particular kind of ad, those are crazy, and I've seen th there's similar things too. I've seen ads that show lower lower price, but it includes five thousand dollars customer cash. Right. So the right. price is thirty thousand. They, they advertise twenty five thousand. It's really thirty thousand because five thousand of it comes from you. I don't even understand that. And then, or how about or for participating dealers? Yeah. That's the manufacturer. They'll say buy a brand new Hyundai for forty two ninety nine five, and then in the fine print, participating dealers only. Uh, no dealer right. shows to participate, then you can't buy the Hyundai. Right. And I don't want to knock the lady that found uh, cheaper car insurance, but it's also based on what your limitations are. Mm -hmm. So so when you go and you're trying to do apples and apples, if you put a $2,000 deductible instead of a $200 deductible, it's going to go down. Your, your price is going to go down. Mm -hmm. So it's all yeah. weather. But that makes not. sense. You, 
you know, you can afford or you're willing to take, uh, you know, more of a risk. If you get in a lot of accidents all the time, you might want to have a lower deductible. But if, you know, if I've never been in an accident in mind, knocking the average, on the floor, a- Micah. The <laughs> average driver does not have an insurance claim uh, except never. every 20 years. Now, right. l- let me repeat that. The average driver in America only has an insurance claim once every 20 years. Now, there are obviously some exceptions, notable exceptions, but uh, we, the, 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 the insurance companies thrive on, I'm afraid I'm going to have an accident. If you're a lousy driver and you know you're going to have an accident, you're going to have a high premium, shame on you. But the, if you're just an average driver, you're not going to have a... If you have an accident, you might want to. You'll probably have to fix it yourself because you hate to file the insurance claim and jack your your insurance premium up. So uh, uh, there's nothing wrong with a big fat deductible. And you know what, Marty? You know um, I haven't been part of this, but there have been so many people that have said to me because of uh, you know this being you know on our show two weeks in a row about car insurance. They would rather rather settle with cash. They'll say to you, you know, hey, listen. You know, on the side, let's settle this with cash uh, because my insurance rates are going to go sky high. No, I, I agree. I'm just saying that the price, I'm just saying that when you look at the price, you can make any price come down. Right. Same as buying a car. Right, arbitrarily. If you put 10000 put 10, down, you're not paying as much as if you put uh, uh, 1000 down. Yeah. That's all I'm saying is price-wise always fluctuates by, uh, you know, what your down payment is yeah. and what your deductible is and everything else. Yeah. Because the insurance companies all make a lot of money. Boy, do they ever. What Marty's saying is, is all the shell game. And in a lot of cases it is. Um, yeah. But like Earl says, you gotta you got to rely on statistics and probability. What if, made, if you uh, govern your life by that, you're, 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 you're golden. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, like uh, homeowners insurance now is, of course, crazy here in Florida. <coughs> My way of correcting that would be if you got a 20-year-old house, just make the limit on what it should be if your roof blows off. Yeah. In other words, maybe the most they should pay is $10,000, not 40000 Exactly. And that's, how the, and that's how the rate should be figured. Yeah. But, but now they're not even. A lot of people are now have to go without insurance. Yeah, I don't even know. They can't afford the premium. Or their insurance company left. Yeah. Right. And, and Marty, you mentioned you know the insurance companies you know getting out, out rich. I can't help but think about Warren Buffett. Uh, you know, you can go back in time, and you know, you can definitely come up with a positive uh, that he definitely was very smart uh, with insurance, all kinds of insurance. Um, Marty, it was great talking to you. We have uh, other callers. Yeah, okay. Have yeah. a good weekend. And uh, as a veteran, I enjoy Veterans Day. Thanks uh, for your service, Exactly. Marty. Happy Veterans Day, Marty. Okay. Thank you for what uh, you've done for us. Okay. Have Bye-bye. a great weekend. We're going to go to Bennett in West Palm Beach. Thank you, Bennett, for your patience. What can we do for you this morning? Can you hear me, Bennett? Yeah, I can. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Welcome. Uh, Thank you. I'm going to reflect this uh, question to Rick. I have a major problem with a vehicle that we purchased back in January. 
And uh, apparently we're not getting the gas mileage that they say we should be getting uh, on the sticker. I don't think we're getting 15 miles to the gallon. I went to Google and I saw that we should be getting over 500 miles on a full tank, right. full tank of gas. But I don't think I'm getting 300 miles on a full tank. First question, what's the vehicle? It's a Subaru Ascent. It's a 23, uh, four-cylinder. Uh, okay, so uh, brand, brand new car, pretty much brand, brand new. Brand new car, right. Yeah, all right. Um, and here's the gas fluctuates so much. Here's what the, you need uh, to do. You know, okay. This, this, is, this is the first step. You, you've got to get a baseline idea, real factual, real-world numbers of what your fuel economy is in your car. And this is how you're going to do it. Just a simple notebook. When you go to the gas station next time, try to run it down to where it's you know, below a quarter tank. Write down what your miles are and how many gallons it takes to fill the car up. Then the next time you go to the gas station, again, you want to get it below a quarter tank. Write down the miles and how many gallons it takes to fill it up. Do this for at least three or four tankfuls and then subtract out so that you know how many miles, because you're, you're writing this on paper, so it's this is the, the simplest basic method. You subtract out how many miles it took for each tankful, how many miles you drove, and divide out how many miles per gallon you got for fuel economy over that average of three or four tankfuls. And if you're getting 14 or 15 miles a gallon, you know, and, and that's what the car is rated for, then that would be good. Uh, now, a couple things you can do that will help improve this. Make sure your tire pressure settings are up where the manufacturer says they ought to be. And you can even set them a few pounds higher and it will get you a little better fuel economy. Make sure that your back seat and your trunk, that you don't have a whole lot of junk just stored in there that you don't need. You know, the spare tire, the jack, that's fine, but a lot of people will carry a bunch of extra stuff in their car that they don't really need dragging around with them, and that will hurt your fuel economy. And the other one is just try, try to watch how you drive and avoid those, you know, hard gas starts, um, Try to coast a lot. You know, when you see the traffic light way up ahead is turning, going to turn red, let off the gas and just let the car coast for a while. Right. You know, so don't don't step on the brake immediately. Okay. I hear you. I've read that. And let me ju let me just say that um, uh, we don't carry anything extra in the vehicle. We don't jackrabbit the car. Good. My wife Good. drives it to work. We do everything. Uh, uh, that we're supposed to to do or not to do. And, Excellent. Uh, when I, and I've done. I filled up the tank. What I did is I re. When I filled up the tank, I reset the numbers. You know the A and B part. Right. I your trip meter. Yep. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Right. I reset that, and I don't think I'm getting 230 miles on a full tank. I've done that twice. Okay. And I don't think I'm getting that. Uh, I don't drive the car that much, but I know I've done it twice, reset it, and I'm getting 230, maybe 240 on a 19 and a half gallon tank. 
and I wonder if Subaru has a problem with this or other cars have a problem with this because we do everything right. We're older people. We don't, we, we, it's mostly city, it's mostly city driving, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not understanding. It's a brand new car. I mean, I have not even 8,000 miles on the car. Do you drive into a lot of headwinds? <laughs> um, well, what I would do is I would I would use that that paper formula first, and I would get like three or four tank fulls. You know, kind of build your cases what you're wanting to do, and find out how many miles per gallon your car is getting for three or four tank fulls. And if it's very low, now when you go in to talk to to Subaru, go in and say, hey. You know, I'm seeing this problem. My fuel economy is very low. talk to Subaru. Put it in writing to Subaru. Yeah, and this way, but you can show them proof. You can you save your receipts even, and you can show them proof of what your fuel economy is, and say this is not what it should be. Please help me. There's there's either something with the car, or something going on here. But my fuel economy well, is not where it should be. It's easy math. If I have a 19-and-a-half-gallon tank, and just let's say 20, a 20-gallon 20 tank, but the car comes with 19.6, and if I'm getting 20 miles to the gallon, that's 380 miles on a tank. I'm not getting but 230, 240 at the most. Subaru wants me to bring the car in, leave it there for a couple of days, okay, so they can run it for a couple of days, of course, I have to bring it in with a full tank. They'll let me know. I went to my mechanic. He said that um, uh, I should call somebody up north to see what their reaction is. Okay? Or uh, I- I'm just... Well, you're talking, when you say Subaru, you're talking about the Subaru dealer. Uh, how close is the next Subaru dealer? Uh, well, I go to the, you know, the one with the uh, be part of the family. Yeah, Schumacher, yeah. I take it to a different Subaru dealer. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, but, but uh, Rick's point being that when you have written documentation, uh, then they know that your numbers are not. Uh, uh, frankly, a lot of people complain about gas mileage because they don't drive the car right. And we have cases where uh, they'll come in with a Prius, so they buy a Prius, uh, they think they're going to get 100 miles a gallon or something, and uh, they're not getting the mileage. And we will we will demonstrate to them if they can. So, but that's what I do. Try another Subaru dealer. But, but meanwhile, uh, get your gas mileage measured. Uh, we're running out of time, so we have to get All to right. our Mr. Jopper report. Okay. Try that, good. and please call back next week. Yeah, Bennett, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you for calling. Okay, um, Earl's got some exciting news for you. Yeah, we just got word from owner of the station that uh, they've expanded our coverage. Now, we're going all the way, uh, Earl and Cars and True Oldies is going all the way to Key West. That's uh, right. New frequency. Get your margaritas out. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do the show from Key West. So we we're going to have a whole bunch of new listeners. That the we'll additional frequency <laughs> is 104.3 HD3. I, do, I don't know what HD3 I guess is. High def. high def, right? Yeah, that's the uh, digital radio. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, 104.3, high definition three. 
So that's really cool. All the way down, I mean, Homestead, Key West, wow. Uh, we'll have some new listeners. You folks that live south that are already listening, like in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, if you have any friends even further south, uh, pass the word. We'd appreciate spreading yeah. the word about uh, uh, True Oldies expanding all the way to Key West. Potentially, we have about 3.5 million listeners now we also have a whole bunch of more car dealerships <laughs> that are gonna oh, that yeah. are gonna pick us up <laughs> actually the, the car dealerships in key west i think there's only well, yeah, a but couple right, of them. right now okay where's it going now where, the, the what's the, the the farthest south we go right now uh probably we, we, we touch miami we yeah. touch miami yeah okay but See, now we're huh yeah, we're going to have a strong signal all the way throughout Miami, and there yeah. are so many car dealerships yeah, we're, in there. we're in the heart of Sodom and Gomorrah. Right, exactly. That's uh, a pretty that's exciting it. area. Right, they're going to hear us pretty now. Exciting. We Sodom, might get some more calls from them. How close is Sodom to Gomorrah, by the way? I never knew that. Um, Sodom, I think, was a little bit worse than, than yeah. Gomorrah because they got this, all the stuff named after them. You know, there's no... Sodom, you Gomorrah. Can't, you can't yeah, Sodom, Gomorrah, Miami, anybody. Fort Lauderdale. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Okay. I think that uh, we're probably ready for the mystery shopping report, and uh, you can, uh, our audience uh, that we love so much, you guys can uh, be part of the voting, uh, and you can do so at 772-497-6530, 772-497-6530. Uh, we went to Fort Pierce, and uh, you need to uh, buckle up and hang on and listen to this mystery shopping report, yes. and that is from Garber. Buick GMC of Fort Pierce. Yeah, the name Garber is uh, somewhat familiar. We're not, I don't think we shopped a Garber dealership. I've never heard of them. Uh, they've been around a long time. I Googled them. Garber, Buick, GMC, and Fort Pierce, Florida. Speaking of the first person, is if I were Agent Lightning, our crack undercover agent. I arrived during lunchtime, and before I could walk up to a vehicle that caught my eye while parking, uh, while parking, a salesman named Lekos. I knew you'd like that. I like names. Uh, names are uh, interesting to me. And it just seems to me in the past few years, the names have gotten more interesting. L-A-C-K-O-S. Emerged from the side door, introduced himself with a handshake. What brings you in today? Wackos asked. I'm looking for a seven-passenger SUV. Is this one? I, re I replied, placing my hand on a new 2024 Buick Enclave Avenir FWD, full-wheel full drive. Excuse me. I have information about Lacos. Oh. I just Googled it. What kind of name is Lacos? It's Hungarian. It's from oh. a pet form of Laszlo. Um, so he, it's Slovak, Russian, Czech. See, it's Eastern European name. Oh, my darn. Well, Lacos. Fascinating. Uh, and Lacos says, yeah, as a matter of fact, this is the top-of-the-line addition referring to the Enclave Avenir. Uh, you have great taste, he said. I looked the vehicle over, walking around slowly with Lacos close behind. I saw, this is not going to shock our regular listeners, yeah. I saw no Monroe label on the car in or under the vehicle. Under the vehicle. <laughs> Nowhere to be found. Uh, in other words, there was no Monroe label. I grumbled about the lack of window stickers on the vehicle. Not sure if you heard me. Uh, Lacos shared uh, that Garber spans the entire East Coast, which is remarkable because we haven't heard of them, and is the oldest Buick GMC dealer around, 
over 100 years old. Now, does that mean that Lacos himself is over 100 years old? He wasn't clear. It was. I mean, I could be the oldest Toyota dealer, uh, be 83 in December. I don't know. I don't think you'd be the oldest. I might be. You'd be maybe in the top yeah. 5%. Uh, I grumbled about the lack of window stickers on, on the vehicle. Uh, I just skipped backwards. That's because I'm 83 years old. I responded with a surprise, hmm. During our test drive around Fort Pierce, we didn't go far because there wasn't much gas in it. Lacko said something along the line of, oops. Is that the way in Hungarian, oops? Oops. And did a U-turn, informing me we were heading back to the dealership to go over my numbers. As we walked inside, I told him I wanted to see the factory window sticker. He said he'd print one. <laughs> You can get them off the website. It's true. Yeah, we, we print our own window stickers. We don't use the factory stickers. Uh, we don't put them on the car. We, we don't put them in the car. We just print our own. Just-in-time window stickers. Inside, he asked for my name, license, and contact information. I won't be buying until tomorrow as we're... Oops, I get that right now. Yep. Yeah. I won't be buying until tomorrow as we're closing on our house today, and I can't do anything until our mortgage closes, I informed him. I can't give you numbers if you don't do a credit application, he replied. Now, that's a, that's a doozy, isn't it? Uh, in case you think you misunderstood me, Laszlo. the salesman, Lacos, said to me, Agent Lightning, I can't give you the price if you don't do a credit application. Now, that's bizarre, illegal, unethical, immoral, and uh, shocking. It's legal in Prague. <laughs> yeah, in Hungary, you can do that all day long. Okay, let's just run as uh, run it as it is, as if I'm paying cash. I suggested to which he agreed. <laughs> he added that he's a very on uh, low pressure salesman. I muttered something under my breath that he couldn't hear, and I guess uh, Stu didn't write that up, so it was probably it started with B. With yeah. tea. He printed on the window sticker and he printed the window sticker and handed it to me. The MSRP was fifty-seven thousand five hundred. Uh, what are you thinking as far as price? Lecos asked. Here we go. Let the games begin. Well, I really want to know what I'd be looking at out the door with a new plate tax, etc. I said, we don't really do that here until you go to finance. For a hundred years, it's never been done another way. <laughs> uh, I, I just, every time I read these shopping orders, this is really, really rough. But, I mean, can you imagine any other product? I mean, can you imagine going to the Walgreens and you want to buy some Band-Aids? And then you got to go in the back to talk <laughs> right. about the price for a while. <laughs> right. And you buy, imagine buying any product. Uh, we, you know, are you going to finance it? I'm not going to tell you the price unless you tell me you're going to finance it. Well, I can't really do that until I see a price, and I'm not able to do that until my home loan closes tomorrow, I responded. Uh, Lacos excused himself to speak with someone in a glass office. Oh, those in glass offices shouldn't throw stones. No. I don't know why I said that. Upon returning, he assured me, I'm working on this for you. Just need to wait for Mr. Lenosi. Isn't that interesting? Mr. Lenosi. So he's already... He's already setting up a uh, kind of like a tier level of importance. Mr. Lenosi 
That means he's the boss. Mr. Lunosi sets the All price. Right, to finish up with his customer. Or maybe Mr. Lunosi requires Lacos to call him. Mr. Lunosi. I don't know. Uh, then he will get the final price. After about eight minutes, Lacos returned to ask, can you write a check today and we can cash it tomorrow? And you can take the car now. Uh, you can't make this stuff up, folks. I mean, I'm not... Yeah, I, it's so inelegant. This is, this is a real shopping report from a real dealer. Agent Lightning is a real mystery shopper. And, this and is we're not making this stuff up. She, they Give just, me a check today, well, and we can cash it tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, first of all, it's stupid to say, and I wouldn't trust him. He would cash it today. He'd be, he's right. lying. He'd cash it today. I still haven't seen the price yet, but that's certainly a possibility. Now she's, you know, Agent Lightning had to be boiling instead of saying, I mean, because it would have ended quickly for a lot of people. They would have said, are you out of your mind? And they would have run. Yeah, but she's got a report to write. Yeah, got to write the report. So she just, I still haven't seen the price yet, but that's certainly a possibility that I'll write the check and you promise you'll get a change. Oh. I pointed out trying to sound a little exasperated. Uh, he then inquired, are you a first responder? I was a clear blue sky. Are you a first responder or in the military, in the Veterans Day? What about a Costco member? Now, you know why they're asking those questions, because of the discounts. Uh, typically, they ask those questions where they've been advertising, but this, I mean, if there is a positive, uh, this was not an advertised price, uh, she came in and was quoted the price, and the fact that he asked those questions is a little bit of an indication that there might have been a discount that he would have found that she could have uh, been qualified for. Well, I am a Costco member, I confirmed with a sigh. He engaged in small talk while waiting for his manager. After shouting out to an office to confirm my zip code, he excused himself to a restroom break. Upon his return uh, with the paperwork, he eagerly asked, are you ready to write a check? <laughs> That's aggression. I said, show me what you have there, and he began to review the worksheet. Top line selling price was $59,495. That's $29.95 over MSRP, $2,995 over the Maroni label that we had to beg to get. Then he printed it out. I wonder what happened to the original one. Then they took off $3,264 as a Costco discount. Now, that's not the way Costco tells you to do it. That's ad lib. He just did that. But they but they jacked it up to about that discount. That's right. Right before that. Of course. <laughs> Silly me. Uh, that was, there, there is that, a discount. See, I was trying to give the guy credit. The reason he wanted to know about the, the uh, uh, qualified discounts so he could add the qualified discount to the price. Exactly. So, I was just trying to be nice. No. Uh, they're Lacos even worse than I nice. thought they were. Uh, I'm, I'm tainting the vote. I'm sorry. I shouldn't do that. Uh, the new selling price was 56231 Now, this is either an error or an intentional sleight of hand. The new selling price should be lower. $55,871. This move picked up an additional $360 for the dealership. Right, I you, think it was a I think it was a mistake. Really? They wouldn't fool around for 360 what? bucks. Where where is that error? Just if, if you subtract uh, 50 uh, if you take uh, 3264 
subtract it from fifty nine four ninety five. It's fifty six two thirty one. Oh, I did the math wrong. I just did. Okay, no, I'm saying <laughs> I did the math wrong. Uh, All right, okay. sorry guys. I, I was just I was just checking that and I thought, wait a minute, what? Yeah, uh, I, I should have checked myself. Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> sorry, they, I just yeah, okay. Next game, so that was a mistake. It, it was the same price, okay. but who cares? It was two hundred sixty dollars. Next game, nine hundred ninety-seven dollars in added equipment, identified by the asterisk, uh, as uh, Garber Value Pack and Lifetime Warranty. Garber Value Pack and Lifetime Warranty, uh, and by Chicken Scratch to be one to ten with Zerk. I know it's a little confused. On the, on the buyer's order, it says there's an asterisk, and it's printed, and it says yeah. it's Garby Value Pack, but he wrote next to the line and wrote window tint and yeah. Zurich. So. Yeah. Zurich is everywhere, uh, every, every week. That's the new in uh, paint sealant. That's the uh, fabric uh, protection. Yeah, some, yeah. They added a $299 online filing fee, and then they added an 895 dealer services fee. The subtotal before sales tax and tag, the real price, was fifty-eight thousand four twenty-nine. This is two thousand six hundred seventy-nine dollars over MSRP. Now, when you're trying to get two thousand six hundred seventy-nine dollars over MSRP, when prices are coming down and you're selling Buicks, uh, that's pretty bold. Yeah, but you got to see this Buick. And, and here it is again, ready to write a check. <laughs> it's it's Black a common refrain. It's like a, what do they call that? A um, uh, Black House. I haven't even spoken to my husband yet. I replied. He suggested let's Latif. walk out to your car and talk to him. Man, I'll tell you what. When I explained my husband was on a work call, Black House became more insistent, which really irked me. I tried to communicate this ire by staring and frowning, but he just kept going. I held up my hand and thanked him for his time and began to leave. He followed me, uh, attempting to speak with my husband, but I quickly texted my husband, <laughs> stay on the phone, honey. He's following me out to the car. Oh, Lord. Get the pepper spray ready. Yeah. <laughs> Don't touch the gun, just the pepper spray. Set the stun. Yeah. When you're in my car with my husband inside faithfully, <laughs> playing his part, I shook Lacko's hand and he said goodbye, apologizing that my husband was still on his call. Wow. Yeah. Look, at this Look at this Buick, oh, though. This is quite humorous. Look at the picture of this enclave. That's, I, I'm, I know oh, they say that it's not your grandfather's Buick, but that is not your good, grandfather's Buick. It's a good looking vehicle, yeah. Yeah, look at that. It looks, it looks as, like a Highlander. Nice. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Quite humorous. So there you have it. Uh, Quite humorous. I, uh, I, 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 I should ask for the votes, though. I'm almost afraid. Uh, remember, where this is live radio, so you can't be using obs obscenity. We can, oh, we can say F. Come on. Huh? As a grade, that's. <coughs> you know, I believe that if this right. wasn't Agent Lightning, who is unbelievable, her talents just go way above and beyond. I believe that if this was someone else that had walked into this dealership, they would have been taken advantage of because uh, intimidation is all over this mystery shopping report. Garber Buick, GMC, Fort Pierce, Florida. Yeah.
All right, Jonathan in Palm Coast says, this dealership and the salesman's illegal activities get an F from me. Nothing more to say. Mm. Um, I got one from Bob. Uh, normally, I don't give grades before running your credit, but I'll make an exception. It's an F. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Who, who was that from? Uh, that's from Bob. Bob, yeah, you're long, very long time. funny. I love yeah. that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, happy Veterans Day from a 21-year combat U.S. Air Force pilot. Hey, all right. Thank you, Frank, uh, for your service. Um, but Frank says, what an outrageous mystery shopping report. You can't make these reports up. Real life is more amazing than ever in the negative world of car shopping. Great F. Thanks, Frank. Um, other coming in, Anne Marie's chiming in. Illegal behavior, obnoxious behavior, and stupid games. Rates an easy F. And we just have an F that just came in from the from the from the world. <laughs> just floated down there with no name, just an F. Um, yeah, I'm gonna fail them. They got an F for me. It's been a while since I've done that. Yeah, it feels good. Well, see, I, I'm glad we had this report because an F is pretty much obviously an F. Yeah. I mean, they, they should. They should sit the bulldozer down and raise Garber Buick. But it's been 100 years. It's a historic yeah. site. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All I got to say is I love my YouTubers. <laughs> Tom Steckel, F, they've got 10 years on Napleton, and it shows illegal Monroney credit app. Take the I out of Buick, and you have Buck. Too many bucks in fees for me. <laughs> Too many bucks. <laughs> Kirk in West by God, Virginia. Incredible. Lacos, I will pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. I just need the dang price. Too much absolutely wrong with this attempt to deal. Solid F minus. Negan one. Shady, shady, big F. Reminds me of when I was a kid at the corner gas station in Chicago. Always trying to sell you something you don't need. Joseph Kelleher, F, worst car salesman ever. I get caught up here. Okay, back here. Hi, yeah. T Cash says, my grade is GS for Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> Rocky Blockatiel, I'm sorry, I can't give you an A without a credit application. You'll have to settle for an A. Johnny Z. Fraidley, I was hoping to give an A today, but oops, too many garbage fees and games. Wow. F. Garbage. <laughs> Brian Sidlatko. No Monroney label listed. That's not good. F. Donovan. Prague, uh, uh, Prague is in the Czech Republic, and they get an F for all that garbage. <laughs> Best one in a long time. <laughs> Okay. I, I'm, I'm saying an F for Garber Buick. All right. Okay. Wow. And uh, how about you, Earl? I think we have to have a new, a new score because F is not sufficient. Yeah, we and need it a actually new makes, list. The Garber makes Napleton look like a class dealership. Yeah, it's fine because they're, they're, they're away from the, they're not in yeah, Sodom and Gomorrah. They're, yeah. they're up the treasure coast away. Well, how about G for Garberage? All right, G. Okay, guys. We're going to run out of time. Garber. The Garber. Yeah, you there you go. Hey, ABCDF uh, or say, Garber. I, I got to say, somebody asked me for a check three or four times. Well, <clears throat> I, I don't want to incriminate myself, but I could handle that. And then uh, for you to go out and attack my husband, 
wouldn't it have been hilarious if he would have jumped out of the car with a baseball bat and said, <laughs> I got your in. check. <laughs> Are you ready to write a check now? <laughs> there you go. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, the credit app, the window sticker, the no gas, oh, the whole kit and caboodle. I see, give him an F. I see. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from Garber Buick, GMC of Fort Pierce. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I see by the clock that... Uh, we have reached the end of the show, and we all here at Earl on Cars, thank you for joining us. You're an important part of the show. Have a wonderful weekend. Happy Veterans Day to all of you out there. And uh, get out to the air show. Boy, I'll tell you, it's really something. We, Earl and I watched it last night from the living room. Have a great weekend. <laughs>